Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. So 35 to 21, that's your final score as Georgia Southern falls to Troy. Uh, it's a second loss in a row for Georgia Southern and basically all hope of a uh, East Division title and hosting the Sunbelt Conference Championship game and uh, winning uh, our, our second uh, Sunbelt Championship is all out the window. But, Cody, uh, still plenty to play for. Uh, you know, it, it seems that uh, some of Eagle Nation uh, has forgotten that, <laughs> that it is a 12-game a, a season. Um, and then, of course, we get a 13th game in the bowl game. Um, you know, still uh, plenty to play for outside of, uh, you know, not not getting that that championship game, but still could finish nine and three, matching that uh, that win total from 2014 and 15 under uh, Fritz, and uh, possibly even get to ten wins uh, with a bowl win, um, which uh, has never happened uh, um, in our time in FBS. So still plenty to play f- uh, play for. Uh, sky isn't falling, uh, contrary to uh, what some in Eagle Nation may think. Nope. After you get your third loss, the season's over with. They didn't tell you that, Matt. Apparently, yeah, I I missed that memo, and then you know to uh, talking beginning of the season, you know with uh, you know we were going to be happy with six or seven wins, eight wins would be you know we'd be ecstatic. Um, and here we are at seven wins, and you know you 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 think we're the laughing stock of uh, of college football, and uh, and 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 it's just it's crazy i mean it's it's just it shows you how uh you know short-term memory people have uh you know just not 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 just in eagle nation but college football in general um you you take things one at a time and we've heard that all season long of go one and oh this week uh but you also have to let things go and you know just just focus on that week and and yeah it's fine to look ahead and as a fan base it's fine to look ahead but it's just, yeah, we lost two in a row. Um, if these losses were spread out a little bit more, I don't think people would be so up in arms about it. Um, we also lost to two pretty good teams. Troy is a really good team. I mean, they're probably going to win the conference. Um, they'll probably host ULM, uh, depending on what happens uh, this week. ULM plays Arkansas State. Um, you know, uh, still, you know, a few games to play out, obviously. And then Troy's got that big, uh, you know, season finale in Boone against Appalachian State. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it could end up Troy ULM at Troy. Um, and we would have lost to, you know, the two representatives, uh, you know, the East and West, um, which kind of puts us right there in, in, in third place, uh, you know, in, in the conference when we were picked uh, preseason to finish fourth in our own division. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it, it's it's, you know, you have to step back and 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 just kind of look at, yes, where we were, where we are now. The last two, uh, you know, games, they've been tough. Uh, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. Um, no one likes to lose, um, you know, but the season must go on. We still got two games and, and, and plenty to prove and plenty to look forward to and, uh, and build from there. Yeah. We got two very important games coming up. Um, not only just for the, for the sake of beating coastal in Georgia state, uh, this is obviously going to be big for recruiting, right? These are two, um, schools that are very close to Statesboro within four hours drive, um, one up. Um, 16 to 75 the other one up 95 and so 
we're competing for recruits with both of these schools. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very, very important to, to win these next two games on the road. We'll have to see kind of how that plays out. Again, you and I have kind of already kind of been critical of, of Lunsford and, and his ability to coach on the road, uh, not only this season, but last season. So we'll see what happens. Um, to kind of re- go back over kind of all this stuff about the season and being disappointed and not being disappointed, we've won seven games in ten games. That's pretty impressive. We have a chance, as you said, to win nine, possibly ten. Um, we've beaten two out of the best three teams in the conference preseason-wise anyways in regards to beating Arkansas State and Appalachian State. We lost to Troy. If you would have told anybody at the beginning of the season, hey, you're going to beat App and Arkansas State, but you're going to lose to Troy, everybody would have been like, yeah, we'll be all right with that. I just think it's the frustration of losing two in a row. It's the frustration of being 7-1, and one, beating a top 25 team, being so close to being ranked and, and, and looking like you have the uh, home stretch of being able to kind of run the table and, and really putting together a not just a magical season, but, you know, like an Irk-esque type season of 85 and 86, you know, kind of one of those just awe-inspiring years that, will go down in in Eagle Nation history. But that wasn't the case, and, and that just didn't happen, hasn't happened. But nevertheless, if we finish with 10 wins and a bowl victory, that's going to be a hell of a season compared to where we were at last year. Um, so I don't – all is not lost for sure. We we are we are definitely in good hands with Lunsford. It's just going to be, um, you know, with a couple more losses than what we expected or what we hoped for. Yeah, I mean your your expectations certainly do change uh, as as the year you know goes on, and uh, we, we we talked about that on um, you know a couple episodes ago. You know after the App State win of you know where where we even after the Arkansas State win, you know we kind of talked about how uh, that that win loss total you know of of predictions and whatever would change a little bit. We were looking at, you know, we would have been happy with six, seven, you know, eight wins. We would be be ecstatic after that App State win. We were looking at, uh, you know, possibly 10, 11, even 12 wins. Um, that's obviously not going to happen now. Um, you know, but with it, – it, it, I mean, you, you get this, like – sequence of of events and everything piles on but again you just have to look at the big picture and we are we are so uh far and beyond uh what we were the last two years um and you know still a really young team and uh, really good things to come i think and and again i I think these last two weeks outside of uh, clemson were the 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 two best teams that we will see this year um maybe even counting the bowl game to be honest with you um because i know you know if we face a mid-tier American team in there or or a MAC team. I, I'm not impressed with the MAC, to be honest with you. So <clears throat> I think ULM uh, is a, a team that's, you know, they're learning how to play defense, and um, they certainly have the offense and, and a really good quarterback. And uh, and then Troy's just, just solid. I mean, they lost their, their starter a few weeks ago, but um, the the Sawyer Smith kid is, is coming around, and he was projected to possibly be, be a starter at the be- beginning of the year. And, um, you know, you, you see it. I mean, he was uh, ma- making plays all over the field and, uh, you know, burning our secondary. And um, so we lost to two good teams. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, do we have things to correct? Yes. 
Uh, is the sky falling? No. Um, and and yeah, and we just we just got to look at look at next week and, and and try to get some redemption in these last two uh, two games. Not just the wins we're looking for, but but revenge too. Uh, you know, Coastal took the game last year. Um, you know, kind of ruined ruined that uh, coming out party for for Lunsford after he was named. Uh, you know, full time. You know, had the interim tag stripped from him. Um, and then, uh, of course, Georgia State in the year in Atlanta. Um, Got to beat them. You know, they have taken the last three three games from us. So um, still still just a lot to play for. Yeah, and, and not only that, I said at the beginning of the season that I thought this, this year would kind of go like it did in 2010. And, and that season, that first season under Munkin, we had a terrible October. We went one in three, Matt, and... and we lost to Sanford. We lost to Chattanooga. We had beaten the Citadel, but we won 20 to nothing. It wasn't like our offense went out there and just really just laid it to them or anything like that. Um, you know, with the way that this season has started, we had kind of start. you know, obviously we started 7-1. We looked like we were on a freight train just rolling through everybody. Um, but that didn't happen. It, it seems like we've kind of hit our struggles in November. Um, compared to Munkin and his coaching staff hitting his struggles in October, which kind of makes it like a little bit more all the frustrating. Um, like I said earlier, because just because we had all those expectations going seven and one after beating App State, um, but they'll have to. They're going to have to to learn how to get through it, just like Munkin and his coaching staff and those players did. Um, we have two very good opportunities to do that against Coastal and Georgia State, and quite frankly, we need to. Um, this has got to be uh, two games in which we um, we win. I mean, no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, that doesn't mean that that if we don't, that we fire everybody, or that we get rid of everybody, or that we count it as a lost season or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but these teams are beatable, and we need to be able to kind of grow out of this adversity after losing two games in a row, after kind of losing our hopes of winning the conference and and learning to kind of pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and being like, all right, things didn't go our way. Screw it. We're going to still go out here and whip these guys' ass. I mean, that's just how we just need to come out and, and face these next two games. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the interesting thing, right, is is to see how this team really responds to adversity. And we'll get a little bit more into that in a second um, when we kind of uh, look more at that Troy game. Um, but, you know, because you, you, you kind of wish that we had that with, with Troy, uh, you know, coming off that, that ULM loss and that upset there. Um, but as you mentioned, we haven't really played well on the road, you know, historically under Lunsford. Um, so, you know, th- this season and, and dating back to last season. So it will be interesting now that, you know, some of these things like the conference, uh, the, you know, East division title and hosting the conference championship game and getting ranked and, and all the, all this other stuff is, is off the table of, you know, how this team still buys in, uh, to, as Lunsifer calls it, the process, um, you know, how this coaching staff, uh, prepares this team, um, to get their minds right and uh, you know understand that there's still a lot to play for and and go out there and and, and take it to coastal and then take it to georgia state and atlanta so um you know that's that's going to be the the real interesting thing to see how this like i said still a young team um can respond and uh you know kind of create their own momentum create their own um 
juice juice yeah create their own juice and 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 just and and, and respond to adversity because that's the one that you really frankly haven't seen it this year i mean you you could argue maybe app state but i mean i, I don't even think that's adversity i mean that you know i i tweeted after the game that you know it seems like when we have a chip on our shoulder when we're the underdog in games and i understand we were technically the underdog against troy um by by like a point or point and a half but um for the you know for the first half of the season we were certainly no one expected like i said we were picked fourth to finish uh finish fourth in the um east division and we come out we beat uh, you know arkansas state um then, then we go and beat app state we beat south um so we snuck up on a lot of people and i don't want to say snuck up on like we're not as good as as, as people think we are i think we are but we we were that underdog team. We had the chip on our shoulder. Uh, as Lunsford said, after that App State win, now we've got the target on our back. We haven't played well with that target on our back. Uh, ULM took it to us. Um, you know, they took the win out of our sails uh, when, you know, we were talking uh, rankings and college game day and all this. Um, and, and again, like we said last week, no, that's not on the fans. No, that's not on that. But I, I think I – think, it doesn't so much affect our side as it does their side. It, it does give our opponent kind of ammunition, if you will, to um, come in and, and shut shut these guys up, basically, you know, and and, and that's what ULM did. And then uh, Troy, I think, was just – it was a business trip for them. I mean, they've been here. You know, they've, they've been at the top of this conference, um, you know, since we've been in it and, and, and kind of been the team to beat. And they, they came in with a solid game plan. They executed, and they won. Um, so, you know, now that that's going to be the, the, the key is, is how, how do we respond to this, this adversity? And, um, after, you know, being up on the pedestal and getting knocked off that pedestal, you know, can, can we get back up? Um, you know, can we get back up and, and, and start proving ourselves again? And, uh, and I think we can, uh, you know, I have faith in this, this coaching staff that, um, that they're going to be ready. And, uh, and, and like you said, I, I think these two games are, are, are the two perfect games to really kind of prove that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Um, I'm just concerned about them because they're on the road. Um, I have to see Lunsford and his staff be able to put together a game plan, execute it through four quarters before I feel completely confident that this team can go out and play on the road and win. Um, that's, I'm not saying that they can't do it. I just think that they haven't proved it to me yet that they can um, because you go back to Texas State, that was that was really a bad showing by the offense. We got enough to win, but thankfully the defense played really well and they got us those that safety. Otherwise, it would have been an overtime, and who knows what the hell would have happened in that game. Though you could look at the defense in the New Mexico State game and wasn't their greatest performance by no means, but it was enough to win. This team is just they've got to be able to just play for them they have to play for themselves and they have to play for, for, for pride um just to, just to wanting to win it and and just not to lose and and to screw everything else you know screw whatever bowl game they get into screw they're able to get into a championship game and for the Sun Belt title or not just go out each and every week and just be like screw it we're going to go out here and we're going to beat this team's ass because that's what we want to do and we'll let everything else take care of itself that that's kind of have to be their mentality. And 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 one thing that 
I think is worth pointing out too, Cody, is, you know, yes, these last two are on the road. You could argue that it's like one and a half on the road or maybe even, you know, uh, we, we get another home game. <laughs> that's because true. We, we, that's we, true. We, do, we do in in Atlanta. So, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing. I, I think, you know, these, these last two uh, games, you know, being losses, uh, you know, certainly losing at home. Uh, you know, is never fun, and, and that can demoralize the fan base, and we've we've seen that. Hopefully, that's just you know kind of a, a week long hangover, and they, uh, and and I think it will be, and then you know they'll they'll get re-energized, and especially if we beat Coastal, they'll get re-energized, and and they'll fill up that uh, that former Turner Field there, um, Panther Stadium or whatever they call it in Atlanta, and it will be like uh, like 2014, um, you know, where it's. Uh, it's just you know it's packed out. It's 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 all uh, all you know whether they do the whiteout or whatever they do. I, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna see a, a big uh, you know a contingent from Eagle Nation up there. Um, so as far as you know, we talk about the juice, and you've heard the coaches and players talk about it. Um, and they, I think one of the reasons they don't play, I don't think the only reason, um, or maybe even the main reason, but certainly a factor of why they don't play well on the road is because of the small crowds that we've seen, um, New Mexico state, Texas state, uh, um, Monroe. I don't buy that. I don't, I don't buy that excuse that it's a small crowd that they play in front of. I just don't, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it, again, I don't think it's the main factor. I think, I think it does have something to do with it. I think it frankly had maybe something to do with this game with it. They, they didn't get as big of a crowd as they were really kind of hoping for. And Cody, I mean, you can correct me if you were there. I was not, um, on, on TV. It, uh, I mean, it, it looked like the place was, was pretty full, but it didn't look like it was, it certainly didn't look like it was rocking as much as, uh, the app state game. And, that, and, 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 and this is even early on, um, when, you know, we were, we were up 14 to three, it, it just, it, it didn't seem like the energy was at the same level as app state. So I, I do think the players and, and when I was up there for the Arkansas state game, um, you know, same with you, you can see the players feed off that energy. They, they do. Uh, we've talked about the power of Paulson being real. It's a real thing. Um, I, 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 I do think they feed off of that. Should they know they shouldn't, um, you know, they should be able to play in front of a completely empty stadium. Um, you know, just like it's a scrimmage and just, and, and take it to the team and, you know, run their offense, run their defense and, and do it. But, Unfortunately, that's that's not the case. I I, I do think that um, the crowd or, or lack thereof um, and and lack of energy in the stadium that they're playing in does affect this team. To to address the the crowd at the Troy game, it was a good crowd. They were energized into it, um, but you can kind of tell. I think really when Troy hit those two big long passes. Um, there in the second quarter, it kind of took the wind out of the crowd sails, um, and we could, it, it, and the team could never kind of get back from that, and and it just kind of snowballed from there. Now, as far as does a small crowd on the road affect how they play? I don't think so. I think the reason the struggles on the road has to deal more with Lunsford and his coaching staff in their preparation for road games. And that they don't have as much time to to get their teams ready 
for these road games and 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 they have to be able to get around that they need to be able to get everything that they need to do done and have their team prepared before they leave to get out to wherever it is that they're going and right now i don't think they're doing that and that could just be lunsford trying to get his feet underneath them and trying to really get his his process in place and trying to be able to establish what he wants when it comes to to these road games and but whatever it is there's something that's amiss there because to me outside of this Troy game we're a completely different team when we play at home when we play compared to when we play on the road and I don't think that has to do solely just because we bring a lot bigger crowd to the game compared to what other schools do I think solely solely no but I I, I think I think it does matter I, I really do and and again it, it shouldn't be the case but but it is um, I mean there's a reason we had a had the hashtag for I forget if it was Texas State or New Mexico State I think it was Texas State and it was the juice game and it was the reason they called it that was they knew that the crowd wasn't going to be there and that they had to create their own quote unquote juice. Well, they need to find a different game. recipe for their juice because they had They do. <laughs> they do. You're you're absolutely right because they didn't have it in that game and we uh, you know damn near lost that game and I I do think that has something to do with it. I really do. You know, I mean uh, outside of Clemson, I mean we just haven't we haven't seen uh, a big crowd. I mean the 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 ne- the next biggest crowd we'll see the um outside of Clemson probably this whole year will be in Atlanta. It will be because of our fans. Well, is it illegal to have like stereos and boom boxes on the sidelines to get music playing or something to to juice them up? That I'm not sure, but I mean you certainly see it all the time. I know you have a great vantage point, Cody. Of you know they they get into the you know the Mo Bamba and all, all this kind of stuff, and I feel like old man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever these kids listen to nowadays, you know. But that Mo Bamba, that Mo Bamba, <laughs> but they 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 feed off of it. They do, and and you know what whatever works, right? I mean they do it, but um, you know if if you've got you know less than 2000 people at ULM and you know they're not well see that game. would get me jacked up them. if I saw where I went to another school stadium when they only could bring like 2000 people I'd be like their fans must not think their football team is worth a damn and I'm ready to go out here and kick their ass I that would that would juice me up there I, I would use that as as my reason to get amped up I want nobody there because if nobody has confidence in you then I'll, I'm going to have the confidence myself to go out there and, and, and put you in the ground and, and destroy you. That, yeah, that's how, that, that's what my mindset would be. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I get that. And I, I, I would kind of be the same way, but unfortunately I just, I, I really, I don't see it. I mean, they, they were flat against ULM. Frankly, I mean, they've been flat every bro game they played outside of maybe Clemson. And you know, I've, I've told you this off air, Cody, like, uh, while obviously we lost that game and, um, you know, have won all the other road games outside of ULM. Um, we th- that Clemson game might have been the best road game we've really seen. Uh, you know, th- th- this year and um, well, defensive you know, wise, yes. Outside of maybe the last like six minutes, seven minutes of each of the halves, yeah, defense played great. Offensive wise, we couldn't do anything on offense. We couldn't. You're right. And and again, it's it's Clemson, but. The Texas State game and the New Mexico State game, like we said, defense shows up for one. 
they, you know, only show up, you know, they show up later in the game for the other uh, offense didn't show up at all against Texas State. Um, they did, you know, against New Mexico State. We, we haven't had a complete, like, four-quarter game on the road, even dating back to last season um, when uh, we beat uh, Lafayette. True, yeah. And, and to me, the, the, the difference in, I think, a lot of these games compared, especially that New Mexico game, is that Bob DeBez has not seen what these defensive coordinators will do against an option team. You know, he had a history against um, New Mexico State, right? He's seen them year in, year out since 2011, 2012, whenever he first became the head coach or offensive coordinator at New Mexico. So he knew they were going to do. Now, I know people are going to say, well, what about ULM? He played them in 2016. Um, defensive coordinator was there that he played against a couple of weeks ago. Well, you know, obviously he made adjustments. That that was clear to see. And, and the best it's very hard for these coaches and coordinators to kind of make changes on the fly, even though that's what they get paid to do. It's still hard to do that. And it's still hard to do these changes that you may not have practiced throughout the week or may not have prepared for throughout the week. Now I'm not trying to, to excuse coach the best for maybe the lack of performance the last two weeks or a couple of weeks ago in Texas state or whatever, but still these are new defenses that he hasn't seen and that he, he himself has to get, prepared and and understand what they're doing and if he doesn't do it correctly then our offense is going to struggle big time yeah and and you know the thing i mean you know there was comments about firing the oc and all this that's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous Uh, just ridiculous ridiculous and you know whether we've been through what four and and four years now or whatever it is and like of course we don't need another one i mean i've said before on this podcast that, you know, Bob DeBest is the most experienced offensive coordinator um, we've probably ever had, uh, you know, right, right up there with, with, with Paul Johnson when he was like in his, in his start, you know? Um, so, you know, just with all the FBS experience and, you know, at New Mexico and, you know, I saw people saying, well, there's a reason he got, you know, fired from New Mexico. No, th- th- that coach, uh, Bob Davey there was trying to save his job, trying to save his own butt and that's you know it's something had to give so that that's that's the common theme there is when uh when a head coach is trying to save their job they get rid of the coordinators that's that's what happens um so that's what that was but man but you know, know should they get rid of you know that coach that shall not be named a long oh, time ago yeah yeah you should and the fact that he keeps getting a job i, I just <laughs> that's that's the biggest that's the biggest just anomaly in, in college football history. that's the biggest clown yeah. in college football <laughs> yeah it is it's unbelievable but but yeah, I mean, the best at New Mexico, uh, five of the six years he was there, uh, you know, top 10 in the country, uh, you know, uh, top five in the country, uh, you know, le- leading um, uh, in 2016, I think it was, uh, you know, leading the nation in rushing. Yeah. Um, the man knows what he's doing. He right? does. And, 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 and he, like, and the, and the things, it's easy for us, uh, you know, you, Cody, me, anyone else in Eagle Nation to sit there, armchair quarterback, and say, you know, why are we running up the middle again? Why are we doing the dive? The dive's not working. Why don't we run to the outside? We're not running enough option. We're not an option team anymore. You know, I heard it all. I, I agree with some of it. I do. Um, you know, do I like do I agree with every single play call that I saw out of uh, the best, you know, the last two weeks? No, of course not. No, but, but how can you second guess somebody that's been doing this for 30 years, exactly. right? That dude's been doing it since you and I were in diapers. 
I can't sit here and and and, and say that oh I would have done something different. I'd be a hell of a lot better play caller than he is. No, nobody would, unless you have thirty something years of experience, or you're some kind of offensive guru genius. You're not. I mean, I trust the best. Um, there's you can go and look at his what he's doing here and look at what he did his first year in New Mexico, and we're either on par or kind of right below it. We're on the right track, and 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 not even that. You can go back to Munkin's first year in 2010, and you can see that you know yards per play, points per game, rushing yards uh, per play, or rushing yards per play. We're right, kind of there, with 2010, um, Georgia Southern, and with 2011 with New Mexico. Um, I mean. He's doing what he needs to do. We're on the right track. We're going upward. It, 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 we're fine with Bob DeBest. He's not the reason why we have all of a sudden, as some of the fans put it, are a really, really bad team right now. Yeah, just unbelievable. I mean, we got a sophomore quarterback. <laughs> We've got a young offensive line, you know, that's that's been banged up. I think we only lose maybe two of them. Um, you know, we've, we've got uh, good recruits coming in. We've got... Uh, you know, solid running back play. You know, obviously, you know, we got, uh, we just had senior day. We had Fields um, and Monteiro Garrett <clears throat> both leaving, uh, but a ton of depth there at the running back position. Obviously, Logan Wright. You've got LaRoche. And then you got um, Cunningham, uh, you know, a, a kid that had a ton of offers that did, ha- you know, uh, go through an injury. But, you know, saving him, you know, for, for next year or, or in the future, and I, I think he's going to, you know, we've talked about it, Cody, I think he's going to be a, a star for us. I really do. Um, and so a, a ton of depth there, and, um, you know, we'll keep bringing in those recruits, and we'll, we'll be fine. And, and you know, uh, get, in, get more of the offense installed and um, doing more wrinkles and, and, and things like that. I mean, we're, we're in such a better place than we are under, you know, Rance Gillespie and David Dean or, or, you know, or, or, or guys that, that haven't, uh, you know, uh, called plays before. Uh, like we said, the best has been doing it uh, longer than we've been born, you know? So, yeah. um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous and unfounded when, when these people are, are making these claims. Um, again, if, you know, are, are we happy with every single play call? No, of course not. But um, he's obviously seeing something that, you know, the, the offensive line got dominated in the Troy game. It did. It just, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. And you can, you can make the claim of, okay, well, do we run the ball to the outside? And then maybe, no, like you have that blocking to do that <laughs> too. And, and, you know, I, I would have liked to seen us, you know, mix it up a little more, go outside a little more and maybe do some trick plays and things like that. Um, you saw Troy do that, and it was effective. When they weren't, um, you know, our defense was shutting them down early on. You know, we gave them that uh, that that penalty that kept that drive alive, and then they used two trick plays to get down the field and then get that touchdown. Um, they they did stuff like that all all game long. I mean, they, you know, even even with just like little simple misdirections, and um, you know, they they ran that that zone read and threw it over the top on us. They, they did a lot of stuff to, to show those wrinkles. And so I get the frustration when you're, you're seeing that on the other side and then we're dive play, dive play, dive play up the middle. Um, 
but you, you got to, again, as cliche as it sounds, trust the process. No, he saw something, something wasn't working. Um, it, we'll, we're going to be fine. Yeah, the only thing that I would kind of get frustrated about with the best is that you saw Monteo Garrett have that one really, really good run up the middle. Um, and then you don't see him again the rest of the game. Right. Um, that that's that's my frustration, right? Um, he obviously hit a hole, did something really great. Let's let's feed Garrett. If Garrett's the guy, if he if he's just you know just instinctively just knows where the holes are at and and just gashing through Troy, let him have his his time. I get it. You know, it's his senior day too, just as much as exactly. Wesley Fields did. So yeah, let let him do it. Um, and and plus he said he's a to me Garrett. It, it's a, it's a little bit quicker. He's a little bit faster um, and could hit it maybe a little bit sooner, the, uh, hit the hole a little bit sooner than, than Fields could. I, I just, that's where I get frustrated at, but I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to best in, the, in, in our offense. That's just crazy talk. Um, it is. And, and, and the thing too, is like, we're not, we're not behind uh, the closed doors, right? We're not in the meeting room. So we don't know where some of that, uh, you know, mindset was coming from, you know, maybe, maybe that was Lunsford. Maybe I, I don't know of, of, you know, let's, let's feed, uh, uh, fields the ball more because a senior day. And like you said, yeah, of course, Garrett also a senior, but, uh, hasn't played as much, you know, fields has been our workhorse, uh, for four years, you know, since, since he was a freshman and, and certainly, have had uh, you know a, a rough four years at times, you know, being being under Summers and and, and not seeing the success that um, you know some of uh, the 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 guys that came before him like Brita, um, you know, saw. So you know that that might have been kind of a, a directive, maybe you know to to let's let's feed him the rock as much as possible and um, and maybe he has a big game, which which we've seen before, you know, him just kind of be a man on a mission. Um, but but he was you know, that he, in the receiving Troy, yeah in right. the receiving aspect of it he was, but not when it came to rushing the ball. I think what he had like five catches for like a hundred and thirty five hundred and forty yards. I mean, it's just ridiculous his receiving yards this game. But rushing, we didn't have it with him. We didn't. We haven't had it with Shy the last two games, and something's amiss. I don't know if it's the timing. I don't know if it's the blocking. I don't know if just our running backs just aren't seeing the holes. Um, or if it's that defensives have gone to a new scheme when it came to coming up against our offense and we just haven't adjusted to it yet. A little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that's a simple answer, but I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think the offensive line, especially the last two weeks against ULM um, and Troy, they they were dominated. I mean, they they were. You you saw it, and they they weren't opening up those hole, holes in the seam. And and when you kind of live or die with that dive play, um, it's it's you're just not going to get anywhere. And uh, you know, I, I think the backs aren't that affects the backs. They're not hitting the hole as hard because there's not normally a hole there. And if it is, it closes really quickly. Um, so they're, they're not seeing the same kind of gaps. Um, I think the timing maybe was shy might be a little bit off. 
Um, and, and yeah, and I, I think the biggest factor, um, is, is how defenses are playing us. I mean, you saw Troy, uh, you know, to start of the game, they were stacking nine guys in the box. Um, we did a good job to remedy that, right? We, uh, you know, did those passing plays had basically um, like kind of deja vu, uh, drives there where we hit, uh, fields on the wheel route, uh, twice to, um, you know, get get down the field and then hit Alice Richardson, uh, which was good to see him get involved after kind of having a rough year with injuries and uh, two touchdown catches for him um, on on the same same kind of plays, and then they fell for it both times. But then it, it kind of seemed like we didn't revert back to just kind of running our offense outside of that dive play. We didn't uh, really go to the outside as much. It it just kind of seemed like that threw us off our game so much and we can never really get back to, to just run in our playbook. Um, and, and that, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you fi- finish with 190 yards, uh, passing, you know, um, uh, shy, just having a huge day through the air, you know, 14 for 23 and, uh, and two touchdowns, but you know, he just had 35 yards on the ground. We had, like you said, a hundred, just 101 yards, uh, total rushing, um, you know, Garrett only had 29 yards. Wesley Fields only had 17 yards. Oh, I, I, I should say uh, Garrett had 29 yards on, on one carry, like you said, and, and, and that was it. And you didn't see him for the rest of the time. Uh, Fields had 10 carries, just 17 yards. Um, so, and, and then Kennedy had uh, two touches for, for 10 yards. So those guys that are kind of your playmakers or, or change a pace or, you know, give kind of, you know, give the ball to the hot hand, you didn't see that as much um, as you did in uh, the early part of the year. Um, you ha- you haven't seen that as much the last couple of games, and I-, I do think that is concerning. Yeah, and like you said, you don't know if that's coming from the best or that's coming from Lunsford or who's really making those decisions, right? Um, so hopefully this will be. Uh, I I guess the only thing I can say is hopefully we don't kind of see these same mistakes pop up in these last two games or last three games. Um. But I think the main thing that we have to remember is that this is still a first-year head coach, and this is the first year that all these coaches have been together. Um, so it's still going to take time for them to still gel and, and get used to one another. And, yeah, I know it's 10 games into the season, and we had a great start through the first eight, but we're still going to struggle. And, 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 you know, to me this is just looking like the, the 2010 season in which we struggled through October – we went one and three. Well, now it is happening in November this year. So it's frustrating. We all hate it. We just want to win. We look like we should have probably won these last two games. We look like we should have been better than ULM. We jumped out to a hell of a lead against Troy. But it is what it is at this point. We can't change it. So let's move forward and let's hopefully beat the hell out of Coastal, and then hopefully we kick Georgia State's ass so bad that they don't even want to have a football team next year. And, you know, talking about, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time on the offense, um, but, you know, I, I do think it's it's worth uh, talking about the defense and, and, and how they haven't played that well the last two weeks. Um, you know, that has been our saving grace, uh, you know, for the better part of the year. 
um, you know, in games like uh, Texas State where, where the offense just doesn't show up at all. Um, you know, you mentioned the Clemson game, kind of keeping us in that. Um, you know, even Arkansas State, uh, you know, we um, struggled offensively for, for the better part of that game. Um, and then obviously, you know, that uh, – that huge reverse call uh, kind of stole the show, but uh, it was the defense that, that kept us in that game. So the defense has, has been kind of the, the glue that's held this team together. They haven't seemed to have it, um, you know, these last two weeks, um, you know, especially the secondary, uh, you know, highly touted secondary. Um, you you see guys, you know, getting burned where they're normally not getting burned. You're seeing guys, uh, you know, uh, opposing uh wide receivers making catches over guys where usually the, those those passes are uh batted down or intercepted and and you're not you haven't seen it against ULM and Troy so what what do you think's kind of going on there with the, with the defense Cody I don't know but if I did I could be a defensive coordinator you um could. Yeah. <laughs> I could I don't know I mean it, again it could be just that that offenses are, are figuring out where the holes are in Sloan's defense which the middle has always been there. We, we've seen that since since the UMass game. Really, we've kind of seen that since South Carolina State, but they didn't complete their passes. Um, but it's there. Um, which, we kind of understand the philosophy, right? Ben, don't break. If they catch it, you tackle them immediately. Um, to me, kind of the biggest thing I have seen in the last two games is that our tackling has not been as well as it has been through the first eight games. Um, there seem to be a lot more missed tackles a lot more um, uh, yards after contact, it seems, um, which is concerning. Usually we, when we hit somebody, they went down to the ground. That was it. Uh, the last two games, that hasn't been the case. So I'm kind of concerned about that. They have People have hit some big plays, obviously, in ULM and in Troy. I just mentioned that, um, which has not been there in the first eight games, which we hadn't seen really since uh, Constantini's defense last year so I think offenses are figuring out what Sloan's doing so now we're all gonna have to see kind of what Sloan can kind of counteract with you know this is a chess match I mean this is this is a you know this is a chess game now Sloan needs to move his rook down the board and, and figure out what he needs to do in order to get checkmate um, otherwise offenses are going to continue to just to kind of you know tear us to shreds um, especially well, I, in this conference where they pass the ball a lot. Right. And, 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 you know, kind of playing devil's advocate here. I, I think, I think that's what that, you know, the, the, the sky is falling Eagle fan is, is saying, right. Is, is okay. Well, it was working for the first eight games. Um, but now it's not, you know, I, I, the, the people have caught on teams have caught on, um, they're preparing, uh, you know, to attack your, uh, weaknesses in, in your defense and and you know uh stack the box and do things like that and uh shut you down on offense um and they would argue that we're not doing enough that we're not uh making those adjustments to counteract that again you kind of saw that offensively with with those passing plays to go up 14 and 3 um uh, you know in the first quarter against troy but then struggle the rest of the game um and then you know, defense, just kind of the, the those adjustments that you saw um, against App State and against Arkansas State um, on, on defense. You know, at, coming out of the half, you didn't really see uh, the the last two weeks. You know, if 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 anything, uh, you know, against Troy, things things kind of got worse in the second half. Yeah, I mean, they did. You know, but 
you know, Sloan and, and, his, and his coaching staff has got to figure out a way to kind of counteract that throughout the game. You know, um, they can come in there with a great game plan, kind of figure out that they know what they're going to do and, and secure a victory. But once when the ball snap, you know, things go out the window. As Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan to their punch in the face. Well, we've been punched in the face twice these last two weeks. So we better figure out what we need to do. Otherwise, these next two games are going to be pretty tough to for Eagle Nation to um, to really watch. As long as no one gets their ear bit off, that's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, you know, we mentioned people that have kind of you know, you kind of go back to the offense. I mentioned Monteo Garrett not getting the ball a lot. Um, and Kennedy. That's what I was going to say. Is Kennedy? Kennedy has not gotten the ball. He had like two rushes. Last game. He didn't have a, a pass thrown to him last game. Where's he been? He's been a, an explosive guy on offense. Why is he, I mean, he not? He's, he can't be hurt because he's running back kicks. He, exactly. He's so, running back kicks. So it, I, I understand, like, we, we said that about Ellis Richardson, and all of a sudden, like, he shows up in this game. He's been banged up. Like, he hasn't dressed for several games. Um, you know, so that obviously, you know, like, that makes sense. But – you, you you see Kennedy out there, and and then you just you don't see him involved on offense, no. or even if he is on the field, he's just a decoy, yeah. and not getting the ball. You got to get that kid the ball as much as possible. You you have to get him the ball. I mean, he 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 is such a dynamic player, and he, he to me he really stretches out a defense. Right? We talk about the die play hasn't worked. Die play hasn't worked. Well, Kennedy is the, is probably a reason why the die play worked against New Mexico State. He's probably a reason why the die play worked earlier in the season against UMass. He stretches out the field. He makes the defense put, you know, not put eight, nine guys in the box. You know, you, you have to account for him, especially when you put him in the slot. Now, I know in the last two or three games, they've had him listed as a running back. Well, if the defense stretches itself out because you put him in the slot, put him back in the damn slot. Make them take an extra guy and put him, them out of the box. Maybe that opens up the A gap. Maybe that opens up the B gap in, in the line that allows for Ken, or to allows for Fields or Garrett or Wright or whoever you want to put as your running back to get four or five yards on the dive. Also, too, if the dive wasn't working, why didn't we throw C.J. Wright out there against Troy? There's another one. We know he can run the ball. He ran against damn Clemson. If you can sit there and send him out against Clemson, you can send him out against Troy. Trust me, you put him in the backfield against Troy, they're all collapsed on the line. That outside is going to be wide-ass open. Well, and do, you've been waiting for that, right? And you just really haven't seen it. I mean, we thought that we'd see it in, you know, against App more, and, you know, thankfully we didn't really need to. You know, uh, we, we, we took it to them, but, you know, saw it as a decoy against, uh, you know, New Mexico State. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it just kind of seems when, like, our backs are against the wall, we – have answers there at least you know from from a fan's perspective we we have uh some solutions there uh with our playmakers and we're just not getting them involved and that is frustrating it's very frustrating and you know i think that's the main reason why people are kind of mad at bob or at coach the best is is because we have a lot of weapons let's use it like let's kind of like let's let's it's 10 games in let's kind of let's let's air this thing out let's you know, open this thing up, you know, let's go. So that's the main frustration. Now, 
as you said earlier, we're not in the coach's room. We're not in the player's meeting room. We don't know what's going on week to week, you know, inside the team. We don't have that access. Um, and quite frankly, really nobody does besides the players and the coaches, and they're certainly not going to talk about it. So we don't really know why they're not doing this. But you would think that, that you know, that they would. And that, I think that's the frustrating part is that we don't know. And, well, and, and, and the fact that they're still getting playing time, right? So it's yeah. not, it's not, again, it's not injuries. It's not a disciplinary thing, right? So like if, if, if uh, something's going on behind the scenes with uh, Kennedy, you know, and, and, you know, either maybe he's dressed, but they're just not going to play him because he's been late to practice or, or whatever. Right. But he's running back kicks. <laughs> so if he's running back kicks, put him in the backfield. Yeah, on offense. Or, or put him and CJ right in the backfield, right. Together with shy and run the damn triple option. Like you said, it's, that's not, that's not an offense. That's a play. What's Troy going to do? They're going to have to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. Either they're going to put nine in the box and they're going to try to stop CJ or, they're going to put some guys on the edge and force Shy to make a pitch. Well, I take my chances in that because I think that's going to work. You know, yeah. I understand, you know, do something. Do something different. Do something to be creative. When it's, when it's 28-14 going into the fourth quarter, I still believe I have a chance. Do something that makes me believe that I'm going to have a chance, you know, to, to, to move this ball downfield. Don't wait till it's 35-14 and then score a touchdown. Right. Let's try something when when if we get a score, now it's a seven point game. Now if our defense comes out and, and, and balls out four series, hell we have a chance to tie it and now we have a chance to do something. Well and the defense feeds off of it. And then that's yeah. that's every team. But I mean that that's the thing is like we we talk about, you know, where's the defense been? You can only I mean, we saw that in the last two years, you know, the offense just didn't have it and they can only do so much where they're like demoralized when you know three and out three and out three and out um not only are they spent uh they're also mentally spent you know they're they're physically and mentally spent so it's you know it, it all it all works it works together but um but yeah i mean that's 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 by far the most frustrating thing and, and certainly i think the most uh you know for the people that are or have been critical of the best um, that's where they are most founded is 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 the fact that we have those weapons, you know, where, you know, when he was at New Mexico, you know, we, we, we have a lot more weapons than New Mexico does. I mean, it, we just do. Um, you know, I, I saw some comments of people saying that, you know, we're not as talented as people say we are. I, I don't think that's true. I, I think. Um, no, we're a very talented football team that I, I don't, I don't understand people saying that we don't have talent. We are very talented at football. Now we may not have, the wide receiver depth that maybe we would like, but we're still talented there. Um, maybe the offensive line depth isn't what we hope it should be, but we still have five, six, seven, eight guys that should be able to know how to block for this scheme. Right. I mean, running back, we're as good as like anyone in the nation. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely. No, yeah. And, 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 and that's in, and, and quarterback play again, Shai's a sophomore, you know, and, and he's, we, we've talked, you know, Agnosium about like how far he's come and, and, and how excited we are, you know, to see where, where he goes. And I, I think he's going to be a really special player for us, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, anyone that questions our talent and, and, you know, bringing in the top recruiting class last year, and as long as, uh, as long as Lunsford is here, 
um, you, you know, we're, we're going to continue to bring, uh, you know, the top recruiting classes in and, and you're going to just keep seeing that the, the depth get there. And I, I think, I think you could say that may, you know, like, like you said, like, I think, uh, you know, offensive line, uh, maybe defensive line, certainly linebacker, and uh, even defensive back. You know, uh, you know, uh, we we don't have a lot of depth at those positions. Um, so when they start rotating guys in, that's when you kind of see, um, you know, uh, some drop off. Um, but still, just a, a lot of talent. So any, anyone that questions that is, is is kidding themselves. Yeah, we have a lot of talent. I think what you can tell definitely is that how our how shy rushes the ball is kind of how our team goes, right? He has not rushed the ball great these last two games. He didn't rush the ball great against Clemson. We've lost all three of those games. I hate that I have to say that. I really wish I could blame Island Tyson for bringing out his Doc character as the reason why we lose. Not the case. <laughs> not the case because he didn't bring that out against this game. But – it, it, it appears that whatever DeBess's game plan is or whatever his, his, his mode to attack a defense appears at least through for this year to be through shy rushing the ball. And when he can't get going, this team can't get going. And that's a lot of pressure to put on shy who's just a sophomore. It is. And, and when you're throwing, I mean, 190 yards and two touchdowns, and then you still lose by, by two touchdowns. I mean, that, like that's a, we're 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 a running team. We are, and and when that's not working, um, you know, we we kind of live or die by it. Uh, you yeah, know, lo- we love do. Love it or hate it. That's that's the way it is. It doesn't matter how. I mean, you saw that under you know, um, Dean and Gillespie. You know, it, it we th- could throw for, you know, two hundred, two fifty, three hundred yards to lose a game. Um, you know, it's just it's just not it's not in our identity. It's just not you know so. Um, you're right. It, it the the whole offense flows through shy, and but you know obviously the offensive line has a lot to do with that. It does. Um, it does. And 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 that's not to say that shy has not had a good year. Shy's had a fantastic year. I think he has surpassed all of my expectations as to what I thought he would do this year. Oh yeah, I mean, and you know, and again, going back to the passing, like he he made throws. We talked about this off the air. He made throws in that game um, that no other quarterback at Georgia Southern could have made, you know, I, I think he's the best passing quarterback we've had since Tracy Ham. That's, that's easily, easily. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's only going to continue to get better. I mean, the, the, the more we, that, that he grows and that, that even the best, uh, you know, works with him and uh, we evolve this offense and, you know, if we mix in more passing plays and, and mix in for more formations where, you know, you have, um, you know, option passes and, and, and things like that, um, and you saw some of that stuff at New Mexico, I think, you know, I think he's just going to continue to get better. I mean, it's, so, so it's certainly not taking anything away from Shy, but th- there's definitely a correlation where, like, th- th- everything, it, it, it does – you know, run through him. I mean, yeah, it does. As, 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 as normal with, with any, any kind of option or, or run based team, um, it, it all kind of lives or dies by the quarterback. But, um, that's not to say that he has, has played badly these last two games. It just, it, for whatever reason, the, you know, the offensive line, the play calling, the, um, you know, 
just not getting that extra one or two yards, like it it just ha- hasn't happened. Yeah, whatever the whatever it is, whether it's to, like you said, uh, the line or or the the play calling or the preparation, not not you know realizing what the defense is going to throw at you till you know first or second series of of the game, it, it just has not been there. Uh, and that has to be corrected. You know, if we want to win these next two games on the road, Shy has got to run the ball, and he's got to run the ball effectively, and he has got to set the tone for the offense. And if we don't, we're not going to like the outcomes of these next two ball games. Well, and, and you're you're playing against two teams that aren't very good at defending the run. Um, you know, you've got uh, you know Georgia State certainly isn't. Um, you know, Coastal. Uh, you know, they, they gave up 173 to Arkansas state, who's, you know, certainly a, a more passing team now that Arkansas state had 281 through the air. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a second, but, um, you know, coastal gives up a lot of, um, uh, yards on the ground. Uh, certainly Georgia state does, uh, Troy, you know, number one defense in the, in the Sunbelt, uh, rush defense in the Sunbelt. So, um, yeah, that, that's, yeah, the next... that's something that people, you know, didn't. Yeah, didn't then, really consider and talk about a lot. Yeah, exactly. And and the next two games, both Coastal and Georgia State, so far this year have averaged giving up over two hundred yards on the ground. So that's a that's a big difference compared to Troy, who I think, well, not I think, but as you said, gives up the least amount of rushing yards in our conference. Yep. Um. So, you know, you know, they're they're they're. They're a good defense for a reason. It's because they're well coached, and because they have a whole lot of talent on that side of the ball. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think their defense is is way better than App State's. I really do. And um, you know, and and frankly, I mean, we saw it. I mean, better than ours. I mean, we we thought we were up there, but um, you know, we we've had a bad two games, um, but. They're they're just a really strong team. They just are, and you know, and for for people to kind of freak out the way they did of the fact that we lost to them is you know it's it's football. It is. We just had two really bad weeks of it, and I think we have a good shot over these next two weeks to kind of correct it and get the juice, as their as their head coach likes to put it, back in our favor. And really, kind of, kind of wrap up this season on a high note. Yeah. So let's let's get into this coastal game. So finally, uh, after yeah. so long, right? <laughs> so we, <laughs> uh, they are uh, five and five on the year. They just dropped, uh, you know, the fifth game of the year to Arkansas State at home. Um, they, uh, this will be their third straight home game when they host us, and then uh, they're their final game on the road at uh, South Alabama. So they're looking for that sixth uh, win and bowl eligibility. So obviously plenty to play for, uh, for Coastal Carolina, just their second year outside of that transition um, into FBS and the Sunbelt Conference um, from from uh, FCS. So, you know, this, this is a good team. This is a team that beat us last year. They've uh, struggled as of late. Um, you know, Arkansas State, you know, kind of kind of took it to them, had their way. That game was never really close. But again, this is, uh, you know, we talked we talked about our struggles on the road. You know, this is a team that can put up 
put up some points. Jamie Chadwell, uh, their offensive coordinator, uh, you know, a guy that a lot of people wanted as our head coach, uh, you know, a, a few years back. So um, he 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 definitely knows what he's doing, and um, this is going to be a tough game. Yeah, it, it it will be a tough game, and, and kind of looking how they played recently. Um, outside of when they played Georgia State, they haven't scored more than thirty points um, since they played Louisiana uh, Lafayette back in September. So, I believe their quarterback that started the season, Anderson, has been injured, and they've kind of done like a carousel of quarterbacks kind of throughout the last five or six games. They have, to... yeah. Uh, Anderson actually played a little bit in uh, against Arkansas State. He okay. was uh, 5 for 13, but just for 19 yards. Okay, so was that his first game back? Since I believe in... so. Yeah, okay, yeah. so obviously they're going through like a carousel of quarterbacks and haven't really had the offensive production as what probably a lot of people thought they would have prior to the season starting. Um, but that doesn't mean that we should come into this game you know, thinking that they can't score points. Obviously, they did against Georgia State. They scored 37. But they played some pretty decent defenses. They played Troy. They played the UL Monroe, which we've already said has, has played pretty well as of late. Um, they played App. They played Arkansas State, which is starting, I think, they kind of get their, you know, stuff together and actually start, you know, caring about playing football. So I think the one that kind of surprised me the most that they didn't really, they won the game, but they didn't put up a lot of points was against UMass. Yeah, um, yeah, tw- twenty four to thirteen. But yeah, but also uh, the second game of the season after losing to South Carolina, they beat UAB forty seven to twenty four. UAB uh, just clinched uh, that uh, d- their division um, in Conference USA. Um, they they uh, clinched a spot in the Conference uh, Conference USA championship game. Yeah, so, that's their only loss of the season. Yeah. Now that may change since UAB plays Texas A and M this week. Right, of course, but <laughs> but but I mean that's that's worth noting. Yeah, know? it is. I, I know I know people say you know that Conference USA is is kind of a lesser conference. I know you know the the rest of college football maybe looks at the Sun Belt as that, but um, you know I, I I frankly think we're better than than Conference USA and and, and the MAC and um, but. You know, UAB is a good team. I mean, this is a, t- a team that didn't even have a football program, uh, you know, two years ago. And, you know, here they are. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, the while while uh, Coastal has lost their last two games, it was against Arkansas State and Appalachian State. Um, and they've, they've beaten some pretty good teams, put up a lot of points. Um, yeah, that, that definitely a team not to be taken lightly. No, no, they can't take this team lightly because um, they beat, like I said, they beat Louisiana Lafayette. You know, they just happened to kind of go through a pretty tough stretch, you know, where they had Troy, they had ULM, you know, Louisiana Monroe, which kind of kind of started their trajectory up. They beat UMass, they beat Georgia State, you know, and then, as you said, they, they've had a, two really good teams these last couple of weeks in Appalachian State and Arkansas State. So we can't take this team lightly. If we do, we'll get beat. But we should win this game. I mean, let's just be let's just be real about it. We should win this game. We should take care of business here. Though there's still a lot of question marks about what's going to happen. Like, like if we will win this game, because we we know that Lunsford doesn't seem to really coach well on the road, at least from what we've seen so far. Coastal Carolina is a dangerous team. This is not a team to be taken lightly. We've had our struggles here of late, obviously, and 
you know, what will our offense do against defenses that seem to know kind of what we're going to do now? What will the best think of to kind of counteract that? Because you know Coastal's going to look at the last two game films and mimic what Monroe and Troy has done. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So so what, what, is, what is Coach DeBest going to do to counteract that now? Well, and, and they're same thing with uh, Chadwell's going to look at, you know, what ULM did and, and what Troy did on, on offense to, to, you know, attack our defense. So what, what is uh, Scott Sloan going to do? to, you know, counteract what, what they're going to throw at us, you know, yeah. um, they, they run some option and stuff too. Uh, you know, Chad will come in from Charleston Southern and, uh, you know, kind of high powered attack there and it hasn't carried over maybe as, 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 as well as they had hoped for. Um, you know, and, and he certainly, I, I think part of that is, you know, he had to step in as kind of the interim coach last year with, uh, their, their head coach having, um, some health issues and that kind of like threw things off where, you know, obviously he was taking on more responsibility and had less time to focus on the offense. But um, I, I think, as you mentioned, they're, they're putting up points. They've put up points this year. So, uh, you know, that that's going to be an interesting matchup too is, is how uh, Scott Sloan can uh, prepare for their offense. Yeah, it is. And look, their coaching staff is really good. This is just a young team that's coming up through – the ranks and transitioning from FCS to FBS. This yeah, is I mean, not, they, they, this they, is not going to be an easy game. No, I mean, they, they remind me a lot of us. I mean, frankly, they really do. You yeah, know, they, just not as successful as we are. Not as successful, but a, a younger program. You know, it's, yeah. it's a younger program, and they, they had uh, the last couple of years before moving up, uh, they had a lot of success. Uh, certainly not the national championships, but they were they were in the playoffs they were a contender they were you know in the rankings they you know it's 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 a team on on the up and up i mean I, honestly i think i think us app state and coastal carolina are the future of the sunbelt conference i do you know i you know i think you know lafayette and troy and arkansas state will will certainly be there but you know maybe even more so troy but it depends you know, on I, how long Neil Brown stays there. That's true. That's true. But you know, you, you you've got. I mean, Arkansas State and Lafayette were always those those two teams that were just you know, and of course we know you know they thought that us and App State didn't belong and all this kind of stuff. But you know, I I I, I really do think that that Coastal is is on their way up and between them and, and us and app, like that's, that's, that's the future. And we're all in the same division too. Well, yeah. I mean, you could tell they're on the up and up. Cause like you said, if they win either this week or next week, they're bowl eligible, Yep. you know, so just their second year, just like second. We did. Yeah. Just like we did. So, and, and they have a, a really good shot if they beat, you know, they have a really good shot at, at doing that between us and South Alabama next week yep. for them. Sure. So this is not this is it's not unlikely that they can end the season six and six and, and be eligible for a bowl game. You know this is not a team to be taken lightly. If you can if you can look at one thing, it seems like they give up a lot of yards on the on their defensive side of the ball. Almost four hundred and they give up four hundred and forty three yards a game. Um, kind of split evenly between passing and rushing the ball. So we'll see what happens. We we should be able to hopefully run the ball against this. Like I said, if Shy gets going, our offense will get going. The team should feed off that, and we should win. It's just going to be can we get that? Can we can we can we do that? You yeah, know, that, and, that's a big question. And this game, uh, you know, I know some people were talking about you know looking ahead to to Georgia State, and at this point, all they wanted is just to beat Georgia State this year, and after being App State and. 
Um, you know, and I know we've talked about not really being on the what it oh bus, uh, you know, that's as, as much as some people would like, because I mean, that's that's what this is about, right? That we're, we're a podcast, it's all about speculation, it's all about predictions, it's all about being fans and, and doing what fans do, and you know, blowing some things out of proportion and looking way ahead and saying, you know, after well, we beat well, up, we are the we are the fan podcast, right? Exactly, and 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 that's the thing is like, so we we talked about it last week of. You know all the hype of uh, college game day and and, and getting ranked and uh, did that have something to do with the ULM loss? And we said that was ridiculous. And 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 you know same thing now. You know it's um there there's a lot of factors. That's not one of them. But that's that's what fans do. And you you made the analogy to uh, to Alabama how you know they wouldn't have any championships if that was the case because their fan base is obnoxious, <laughs> and, yeah. and they're, they're always talking. And 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 yeah, we we can be too. I mean, let's let's admit it. You know, and um, we we find some success and we eat it up. And uh, you know, uh, these last two weeks were they a reality check? Yeah, you know, uh, hopefully the team responds and you know they 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 find something to fight for and and they realize uh, like as Lonsever says the process and 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 they get things going and and they uh, finish the year strong. Uh, you know, and, and win, win these final two games nine and three certainly something to hang your hat on and it just well, uh, would be a, an awesome year. As I said earlier, they've got to change the recipe for the juice that they've they've been bringing these last couple of weeks because it has not been working and it's like they just have to find that is something inside of them they've got to find whatever it is each individual player they've got to find their their want to defeat the other team they've got to be able to go out there with it within a sense of urgency and, and and a sense of purpose of being on that field and and and, and to just 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 to destroy that other team and do whatever it takes to do it. They can't play dumb. They can't play stupid. They can't let the other team get into their heads and they can't let them get the the personal fouls or unsportsmanlike like fouls or anything like that. They they gotta kinda get it in their minds that it's time to destroy this team. And whatever it is that gets them to that point, they've got to figure it out themselves individually. They can't depend on the crowd. They can't depend on their coaches to give it to them. They can't play on their moms to give it to them or whoever. They've got to find it themselves. And these next two games are going to show us kind of if they can. Hopefully they will. You know, we certainly don't want to be going to a bowl game 7-5 and five, and kind of right. limping into a bowl game and just being like, oh, man, the season that we could have had. No. Let's end this on a high note. Let's come out here and destroy these two teams. And then let's have a chance to play for 10 wins. That would be a hell of a season. It would. That'd be, that would that would be a heck of a season, and it'd be a, you know to go from two and ten to ten and three. Yep. Holy crap! Yeah. Would would be like woohoo! Well, twenty nineteen. Here we go. As uh, as Irk would say, uh, you know, you got to have a bad case of the wands, right? And that and that's yeah. something that I think the team had, um, the first eight games, uh, you know, and then it just kind of seemed. Like they, you know, lo- you know, lost it these last two, um, but 
now hopefully it, they kind of look at it as a new season. Um, yeah, like some of those goals that were on the, the chalkboard or, or dry race board or whatever it was um, of the championship and all that, yeah, they're they're off, but you've still got other goals on there you know, or, or you create new goals. But let's be um, real. At the beginning of the season, was a championship no, really in play? it wasn't. No. Of course okay. it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. And, and and I mean that that's that's the that's the goal that's the overall goal of course every year yeah, right we come out we want to win championship but realistically of course not um, you know six wins we would have been happy seven wins we would have been more than happy eight wins I think most of Eagle Nation would have been ecstatic yeah again, if anybody would have said we would have been nine and three in a season we'd have told them to get out get the out room because you're yeah. crazy yeah. Yeah, ask them ask them what state they're they're living in because they're smoking something that's not not legal in Georgia. I want to be smoking that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because <laughs> I mean it's 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 just you know it, it, it it's crazy to, to to see how far we've come and and how kind of uh you know um short memory people can have of of once once you taste that success and then you know you you know you just uh you you buy into it too much i mean it, we we still a young team young coaching staff long way to go but you know the the only the last point i kind of wanted to make uh that i frankly wanted to make earlier but is ucf look at ucf okay so ucf under scott frost their first year, they were coming off a zero uh, and twelve campaign. They finished six and seven that first year under Scott Frost. They uh, six and six in the regular season. They made a bowl game. They were in the first ever Cure Bowl here in Orlando, their backyard, um, and they lost to Arkansas State. The next year, of course, last year they go thirteen and zero. They won that Peach Bowl over Auburn. Um, they declared themselves national champions for for what it's worth. Um, so that right there should, should show you something. I mean, they were 0 and 12, you know, we, we were two and 10 last year. They were 0 and 12, six and seven. And they were ecstatic about that. I live here in Orlando. Like I, I was working at the, um, city newspaper, the Orlando Sentinel at the time. Um, I, I, I saw the reaction from fans, uh, you know, on Facebook and, and, and whatnot, and worked with a lot of alumni. They were ecstatic to be, six and seven after going zero and 12 um you know here we are at seven and three possible nine and three ten and three it's it's a great place to be uh you know so let's let's not take it for granted am i saying that we're gonna go 13 and oh next year no <laughs> you know of course <laughs> not we we play lsu we you know we got got a tough yeah. schedule but it's 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 in what was supposed to be a rebuilding year this has just been a phenomenal year to this point. It's not over. Let's finish it. Yeah, it's not over. Let's finish it. Um, that was kind of a humble brag that you worked at the Orlando Sentinel. I'm just saying. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah, it te- it, de- it totally was. But you're right. It, this isn't a lost cause just because we lost two in a row. That's that's ludicrous to say. Uh, we should we should not hang our heads for the slightest at all. We have plenty to play for. Like I said earlier, we need to we need to beat these two teams. One, we need to beat Coastal just so that Lunsford can get his retribution over that loss last year. Two, like I said, it's for it's for recruiting purposes, right? You know, we recruit the same areas as as Coastal and, and Georgia State, so we gotta we gotta win the these games. Um, and 
you know, if we finish shining three, we go into a bowl game. Maybe we do go to the Curve Bowl. Maybe we do go against some, you know, American uh, conference team that is six and six or seven and five or whatever, and we have a, a, a you know, a, a hell of a show in, in Orlando. Wherever it is that we go to, if we can put ourselves in a cha- in a situation to win ten games, that's phenomenal. That that's that really is is an amazing job by Lunchford and his staff. But if worse comes to worst and we're seven and five going into a bowl game with a chance to win eight games, that's still an amazing job by his coaching staff. Yeah. You know, let's not let's not just get all crazy and, and, and just kind of depressed and sad and be like, Oh man, you know, this team really is horrible because we lost the last few games. To win eight games or to win seven games after what we showed last year is amazing. Yep, it is, it is, and uh, and yeah. So, I think I think that's all all there really is to say, Cody. Um, if if you want, do you want to do a prediction for uh, for Coastal? I do, and I don't, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what team's going to show up on Saturday. Right, exactly. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's the team that's going to show up against New Mexico State. I don't know if it's a team that's going to show up against Texas State. You know, it, it's kind of one of those things in which I think we should win. I want to say that we should win. I want to say that we should win by probably 10 or more points. Well, here's here's the thing. I think if we win, we win big. I, I don't I don't think this is a close game. If, you know, if, if uh, you know, I, I don't think we win on a field goal or anything like that. Um, I think if if this is a close game, then we lose. Or you know, frankly, I don't even think it's going to be a close game. I I think I think uh, we either well, this win. This is a team. I mean, this these are two teams that have are coming on or are playing each other against losing streaks. Right. You know, we've lost two in a row. Coastal has lost two in a row as well. You know, so I I just I just don't see it being a nail biter. I, I, I see I it either. Know. I see it either we. You know, maybe it's a little close to begin with, uh, you know, kind of like New Mexico State was, um, and then we just pull away in the second half. Or, you know, maybe it's like a Texas State where it's just a grind it out. But honestly, I think I, I, I don't think it's going to be close. I think either they win big, we don't show up again, they win big, or we we blow them out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it just, it just really depends on, on what team shows up. Yeah, I I just don't I just don't know. I really don't and I hate it because the fan in me wants to say yeah, we should we should probably win 35 to 17. And it shouldn't really be close. But the objective part of myself that kind of has looked at what we've put on the field the last 2 weeks and kind of has looked at the team that has seemed to kind of lost its way and lost its sense of of purpose and urgency and, and and will to and desire to win. That part of me looks at this and says, we may lose this game and we may lose it by 10 points or more. And I just don't know which team is going to show up. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year, I mean, it could be like last year. We just were never really in that game. Yeah, we weren't. We got we away really, really, uh, you know, quickly. and Well, well, we had the lead at a half, t- or 
after the first series because we got the ball back and we took the lead. I think like seventeen fourteen. Right. At the like halfway point of the third quarter, but you're right. After that, we had like no momentum after that, and and and, and that's what and we've kind of seen these last two games. Is you know, yeah, we we get going and and then just fall flat. Um, but I I think, yeah, I mean you've got like the head and the heart pick, but I think we win it. I I, I think uh, I think we get 28. I think our defense shows up in this one. Um, I'll I'll, I'll say. I'll say twenty-eight, thirteen. I, All right. I say I say we get get back get back on the right track. All right. Well, I think I'm gonna have to go against you on this one. I think we still have our November woes, and I think that we lose this in a heartbreaking fashion. I think we lose it like something along the lines of twenty-eight, twenty-four, thirty-five, thirty-one, something along those lines. I think um, this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but I think we kind of make ourselves. Right against Georgia State, but I still think that we kind of go through some growing pains in this game. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, you you got to think of what what happens in this game. Will it carry over to Georgia State? Right? Like, if we're if we're on a three game skid, uh, you know, does that help or hurt us against Georgia State? Does it give us just extra motivation? We got to get you know, right the ship and 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 go into the bowl game, uh, you know, on a winning note, and also you know, obviously beat our rival. Um, I think that's it. I think I think that's where my thought process is. Is that you know we seem to play really well for games that we're amped up for or games that we think that we want to go out and prove ourselves. Like you I said, I feel earlier. like losing the last two games though. That that has. I mean, I understand. Again, we talked about. I don't know if things is, being off the table with the championship and all that, but I just. I, have, I mean, I don't know if it's the same feeling with Coastal as it is against Georgia State. I think for Georgia it, State, we get. But amped. it should have been that way against Troy too, and it wasn't. It it should have been. Um, but for some reason it just wasn't there. You're right. It should have been for the chance to not only take command of, of our, of our There destiny. was no lack of, there should have been no lack of motivation against Troy. Exactly. Um, exactly. senior day, uh, division on the line, you know, something to prove, uh, you know, if you want to get into rankings and stuff that, that potentially was still there. Certainly if you won that game and then, and won out, you know, everything was there and, uh, you know, they, a home game and, and, you know, didn't kind of came out flat with it. Um, yep. so it, it, it will definitely be interesting. Yeah. Like I said, to see the resolve, to see how this team, um, responds to adversity, um, how this coaching staff prepares this team, um, in, in frankly, their darkest hour of, of, uh, of the season, and yep. you know, not not be melodramatic or anything, but I mean, it is. It's their darkest uh, darkest hour. Um, yeah, so it's, it is. It's gonna be it, really interesting been, to see where where how good this coaching staff is to see how they can uh, get them out of it. Yeah, and I and I've been kind of scared of this game the entire season. Oh, I have to. To me, this coastal game is is to me is just a it's just gonna be a tough game. Yeah, to me, it was always a trap game. I certainly didn't I didn't expect to go into it on a two game losing streak. Um, especially not, not after the app state game for sure. Like when, once that, like we said, yeah, kind yeah. Of changed, after the changed, state, changed yeah. expectations, I certainly didn't expect to go into coastal. If anything, I expected to, to go into coastal at, at, at what, at, at nine and, uh, one, um, or eight and two at worst, or eight and two at worst. And, you know, but, and that's still being a trap game now, that we've lost two in a row. I don't even know if you consider it a, a trap game anymore because we're, you know, 
we're kind of at similar places right now, you know, honestly. Yeah. Like, so. yeah, we are. We're 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 two teams on on a two game losing streak, and it's just who can who can write the ship. But if you want to look back at the beginning of the season, I think it was most people kind of had a had a had a thought that that Louisiana Monroe game and the Troy game were going to be very tough to win. You know, so like I said, I I think th- this is going to be very difficult. So. You know, I hate to to have my prediction the way that it is, but I just think that we're kind of in this in this you know this 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 period that kind of Jeff Munkin and his coaching staff were in back in 2010, and I just think it's going to take a, f- a few games to kind of get out of it. Unfortunately, it's the last half or the last quarter of the season that we're in when this takes place. But I just think that this is going to be a very tough game to win, and I just don't see us doing it. At this point, I see us doing it against State. And we'll see where the bowl game is and who we play against. Um, but I, I just see us having a very tough time in this game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. But but hopefully, uh, you know, we, we do break out of the funk and, and go into – Going to Atlanta on on a winning note and and, and looking to go uh, nine and three in the regular season and 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 going to a winning note in the bowl game. Um, so, I I hope so. Don't so, don't don't take my prediction as I'm hoping that we lose. Right, I, right, right. You know that is not the case. I'm hoping that we win and hoping that we defeat them and, and and crush them. But just looking at it objectively and looking kind of how we play the last two games and kind of how our rushing has been and it hasn't been there. Yeah. That's concerning, and that's why I kind of said what I said. Oh, no, I, absolutely. And, and no one's questioned that. I mean, it, I, I like no one is more true blue than Cody. I, I know that. So, um, you know, that he, he's just – he's uh, he's doing what, what what we're trying to do here, and that's just be real. You know, we're, we're, we're fans, but we try to be realistic. But let's hope he's wrong. And uh, let, let's uh, – I know he hopes he's wrong. And, uh, Definitely. Let's, let's Let's get that win and – um, and, you know, show up and show out uh, on Saturday in Conway, South Carolina. So uh, for Cody, I'm Matt. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening to Gotta Talk. I know this one was a little bit longer than normal. We, we rambled a little bit longer than normal. But, um, you know, kind of kind of a lot to talk about, a lot of – lot to cover and uh you know certainly address hopefully address some things that were kind of on uh eagle nation's mind so if you uh if you have any uh questions or suggestions uh reach out to us um and uh hopefully we'll pick this up uh next week cody uh back on the winning track exactly and like subscribe comment tell us where you think we're wrong tell us where you think we're right you know engage it's all good we don't take any of this stuff personal. We just we just want to be able to provide an outlet for Eagle Nation and its fan base to be able to kind of voice what they think is going on with our football team and our program. And um, as always, hail Southern, Matt. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, gotta and hail Southern. Uh-huh.